1981, American singer Tony Basil topped the charts in Canada, Australia, and the U.S. Basil's single was wildly popular, but met with mixed reviews from critics. One negative critic was Robert Criscow, who in his review mockingly said that Basil, quote, was the only woman ever to offer to take it up the ass on Top 40 Radio, end quote. In reference to the song's somewhat suggestive lyrics, Basil took issue with the criticism for two reasons. One, her song was a cover and the line being referenced was taken directly from the original. And two, she deemed the take to be sexist. Quote, no, that's ridiculous. People read shit into everything. It's not about anything dirty. You change the name from boy to girl and they read anything they want into it. When it's a guy singing about a girl, it's a sweet line. But when a girl sings it, it must mean butt fucking. This is how the wrong foot gets caught off when the doc wheels you into the ER. Then it's Mickey Dolan's and butt fucking, said Basil. So Basil wasn't singing about anal sex, unless the original songwriters had intended for that. Written by Mike Chapman and Nikki Chin, the songwriting and record-producing duo behind hits like Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar and Ballroom Blitz by Sweet, the track was first given to a British pop group, Racy, known for their hits Lay Your Love on Me and Some Girls, both written by Chin and Chapman, or Chin and Chap, as they were sometimes known. Do any of these facts prove the song isn't about anal? No but maybe we should focus instead on the Mickey Dolans of it all. What does the Monkees drummer and vocalist have to do with Tony Basil? Head is the name of a 1968 musical satire film starring the Monkees and featuring choreography from Basil. The rumor was that Basil developed a crush for Dolans and held on to that crush for almost 15 years, culminating in this song named after him. Basil denies the rumor, but the original song has a different name, named after a woman. Now let's assume this woman was a celebrity crush held by the songwriter. Judging by the time period and name, I'd say the only possible answer is that this song was written about Eric Foreman's mom? That's right, we're talking Kitty by Racy and the much more famous cover, Hey Mickey by Tony Basil on Lover Me. That's right, it's Lover Me, the only podcast that compares famous love songs to their many cover versions to find out which one takes me by the heart when it takes me by the hand. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my pretty co-host, Alex Mildenberger, who is not Alex coming in with any That 70s Show references. No, you could have done, like, a what's one of the catchphrases off that show? I haven't watched That 70s Show much. Much? Well, I mean, That's I've seen, fair. like, a little bit. You know, they do say that one a lot on there. I haven't watched that 70s show much, which yeah. is a bit of a weird... That's like, a classic one. one. And then they say, yeah. I don't know, they do the spinny camera thing. That's not yeah. really great for this format. This is an no. audio format. The, people don't know this, but we have been doing the spinny camera format for every the episode. The entire time, yeah. <laughs> we started like a year in. Yeah. It is weird, that 70s show. Great thing to be talking about right off the bat, but... <laughs> I thought it was, like, much smarter when I was young, and then, like, I watched it when I was a little older, and I was like, oh, this is just, like, your pretty basic, like, studio sitcom. Yeah, I guess, yeah, there's just a lot of sitcoms from history that are that, right? That are that, yeah. I mean, hey, there's still some laughs in there, don't get me wrong, folks. It's just, like, it's not the solid piece of writing I once believed it to be. But, hey... That's just me, dog. Well, Alex, besides not watching that 70s show, uh, what else is new with you? What else is new? Um, well, you know, it's been a couple weeks um, since we recorded. Uh, I'm not like a t- 
ton, ton has changed. It's it's uh, it's Poutine Week. It's La Poutine Week. Poutine. La Poutine. La Poutine. Uh, Poutine. I don't really know how you would say that. Um, so I might get some poutine later. Very exciting. Um, oh, another thing that's unusual. It's raining here. Um, oh, in February. that is Raining in Calgary in February. That's unusual. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's, been, it's quite a time. Hell yeah, Alex, that's great. But you've um, had you've had quite a couple weeks. I've had the time of my life. Uh, yeah, I've been out there in the fucking in the streets of Bali. Yeah, living it up. Uh, getting sunburnt. Let me tell you. <laughs> Not. Yeah. I was so good on the on the sunscreen, and then just one day didn't put it on. That's all it takes. And and was on a boat. Oh. That's, that's exposure is what that is. That's exposure, dog. I got fucking cooked out there. Yeah. So now I'm quite snake-like. I'm still molting, you know, <laughs> shedding my skin. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm alive and well. Uh, speaking of Patrick Swayze films, I'm all over the place because of jet lag, bro. <laughs> but did you see that trailer for the Roadhouse remake? Uh, I saw some of it. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal fights a bunch of guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like Roadhouse. I like Roadhouse. That, one of the things, Grant and I watched the trailer, and she's like, well, at least they finally explain like why he's a well-known guy. I'm like, yeah, but yes. it's way cooler and funnier that he's just known for being a bouncer. Being a bouncer? I was like, oh my gosh, he's the best. What do they call him again? Uh, not a, they don't call him a bouncer, right? Yeah, what do they it's call like him? Peace. I don't know how I'm a peacemaker, but that's not it. They call him. They call him Dalton. <laughs> also, thought it was weird that they changed his name in in this trailer. I, I didn't that, watch the trailer close enough to notice that. Okay, it's not Dalton. It's something else. He's a professional cooler. Cooler, Alex. yeah. Or as they call it in New Zealand, a chili bin. A chili bin. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah, that's a tangent, Alex. We're talking yeah. about. Really, we're talking about Mickey, but the song is yeah. originally called Kitty. Kitty, yeah. I it's one of those, yeah. like, you look it up and you're like, oh, damn, that's not the original. But it's so, like, Kitty's not, no, not, not in not my circles anyway. Nobody knows Kitty. Then, like, even going to the Wikipedia page, it's like, yeah, the song's written for racy. Here's what you want to hear about is Mickey. Yeah. Which is, if I'm reading right, is it actually called Hey Mickey? Yes. Yeah, they sometimes seem to it's just called Mickey. But I mean, yeah, I see both. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's the Hey Mickey's in there. Uh, but it's also like the significant change of that version is is that Hey kind of, or it's, that's part of it. So Hey Mickey, yeah, the like the chant. Yeah, but I mean, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, it's this group you you mentioned earlier, the sort of um, production duo behind this, and this band, like, who are racy, right? Yeah, like, who? the band is kind of nothing. They didn't really get that big ever, not compared no. to some of the other ones. Like, we look at these guys. Um, what did you? What were their names? Mike Chapman um, and Nikki Chin. Yeah. Chin Chap. Chin and Chap. Um, and like, they've written some pretty big songs. Yeah. Um, for a lot of like big artists, like you've mentioned Bonnie Tyler, and like they sort of bring their songs to multiple artists sometimes. Uh, the mm-hmm. Sweets uh, have had uh. some success with them, and like Blondie, like big artists. Whereas like this song was obviously big, but like Racy, like who's Racy? Like, yeah, who the fuck is Racy? <laughs> like nobody. 
and yeah, and their two biggest hits, Racy, are just like Chinachap songs. So yeah. it's like, what are they if not just like a puppet for, <laughs> for Mike Chapman? Yeah, and it's Nikki such a strange. Chin. I guess they're kind of one of those like they're like late seventies. Like it's called power pop, but I would think of them as more like almost a bubblegum pop thing, right? Which is just very like manufactured and sweet, you know. And like that's kind of what this song is. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's 79, so it might have a little bit more of, like, this, like, an edge, but it's, like, it's all put on, you know? For sure. And, like, it, like even the original version feels very kind of just, like, thrown together. It feels, honestly, especially comparing it to the Tony Basil one, it feels like a demo. So it's, like, I, yeah, how, I suppose how it skilled was Racy really? It's just, like, okay, they knew how to lay down a very simple drum line and, like, a, a root note bass line and sing kind of... Like, kind of rocky over top of it. <laughs> kind of rocky? Yeah, like, with like, a bit of rock flair. Oh, rock, yeah, I see. Yeah, they got that. That's kind of what I meant by, like, Not that kind of Not sounding edge. like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, hey, kitty. Hey, kitty, Absolutely. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, like, this is, this is, um, this is kind of bubblegum pop, but, like, as influenced by, like, glam rock existed. Yeah, basically. Though I wouldn't call this glam rock. No, it, but like it knows about it. It yeah, knows that there is it. such a thing as glam rock. It's almost, and maybe it's just the like the song's concept of a dude who is not getting laid, but it's almost pop punk, like a predecessor to that. I guess I think that's kind of like power pop too. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't have, like, too much else to say about the song. Like, the more interesting stuff is kind of the other versions. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the truth. So, I guess we should just get to it, rip through these lyrics. They're dense. They're very, uh, they're very yeah. hard to piece together. But uh, let's get to it. You've played around all night, but that's a little mm-hmm. long. You think you've got the right, but I think you've got it wrong. Why can't we say goodnight so I can take you home, kitty? kitty. Yeah, so it sounds like, uh, you know, there's... Two people, it's either a date or like it's a uh, something. Yeah, they're out. They're out somewhere together. And he's like, hey, let's uh, go somewhere a little more comfortable. Yeah, he's desperate to get, get laid. Yeah. Um, he's like, why don't we just. The way he says, why can't we say goodnight makes me assume it's like a, like a party they're at. Right, you're like saying bye to everybody. He's like, let's say goodbye to everyone so I can take you home and the, and the real fun can begin. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he says, you think you've got the right to, to play around. Um, Kitty is, is teasing the narrator here, so he believes. Or at least, yeah, that's what the, yeah, the narrator is, is suggesting. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it is very like straightforward, like poppy thing, right? Of yeah. this story of like they they are together. They do seem to be together, right? In some capacity, right? <laughs> like, See, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. It's a little bit. I don't know what we may have called like a friend zone situation, but not right. really. It could just be yeah that they're like we don't know how long this relationship has gone on. We don't know the details of yeah. it. They're just at a thing, maybe together, possibly, probably mm-hmm. together. Probably together. Um, and he's like, hey, I want a little more out of this relationship, and that doesn't seem to be on the table. Doesn't seem... Yeah, that's 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 the summary of the song. Yeah. Uh, which we get in the next one here. When you say you will, it always means you won't. You're giving me the chills. Please, baby, don't. 
Every night you still leave me all alone, Kitty. I thought talk about sex, folks. Yeah, but he's all alone. He wants Mm -hmm. to sleep together. (gasps) Together. In the same bed. Yeah. But I mean, all this stuff, yeah, it kind of supports what we said, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He feels like she's suggesting they will, but then they don't uh, have sex, that is, presumably. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, they don't. Mm. Uh, yeah it's like stop please he says yeah please stop you're giving me the chills please baby don't (laughs) please baby don't so yeah that's uh i mean you can even hear this concept in whatever that Katy perry song is i think it's Katy perry hot and cold yes and no hot then you're cold yes and no no. same concept same idea to an extent um yeah yeah then so then we, we, we hit it in the chorus here. Oh, Kitty, what a pity. You don't understand. You take me by the heart when you take me by the hand. Oh, Kitty, you're so pretty. Can't you understand? It's girls like you, Kitty. What you do, Kitty, do, Kitty. Don't break my heart, Kitty. Don't break my heart, Kitty. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's an interesting line, actually. Uh, you take me by the heart when you take me by the hand. That's really mm-hmm. like, almost like a, I am reading more into this. Although they are holding hands, right? So like, but he's like definitely in his mind taking it further than than maybe the actions actually suggest. Yeah, that definitely re- le- leads and in, reads into your your friend zone interpretation, and in that he is placing too much weight on very minor interactions. Yeah, even if it's not like friend zone, he's definitely like, oh, we're at this step, but that yeah, might he's not like, be things are things are getting pretty serious with me and Kitty. Yeah. She took me by the hand, and uh, consequently, the heart. Yeah, consequently, the heart. Yeah. Um, um, I yeah. like that he ascribes prettiness to understanding rather than being a dipshit, as it's usually <laughs> ascribed to. Yeah, like you're pretty. You get it. You get it. Um, and and I think maybe I mean the end line kind of suggests one other layer being he there's like a fear, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe he's thinking. We're not doing whatever. We're not at some level that I think we should be. And maybe now I am afraid that that means that she's not dedicated, not devote, you know? Yeah. And it's just going to leave me and it's just having fun Mm -hmm. in whatever way. And now I'm, you know, we haven't, we're not going to take the relationship to that level and my heart will get broken. Cause yeah, and that's Kitty, with the two preceding lines there. It's girls like you, Kitty. What you do, Kitty? Do Kitty? Or rather, just it's girls like you implies that the narrator has been in a similar scenario before, right? Yes. Yeah. So there's sort of your other layer to the song. Yeah, that's probably about as deep as this pool goes. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it goes deeper. <laughs> but uh, it's a little, it's something, right? Like you get a little more about the narrator, other than being kind of a creep. Yeah, yeah, other than just being horny for sex, he's also yeah. like, hey, I've been hurt before. And, like, now that has led me to believe it may happen again. Yeah. It's, uh... I don't know if the song which, does that on purpose, but it kind of is there. Yeah, it is there, and maybe that's meant to humanize this this narrator, who otherwise is just like, please let me get laid. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's the narrator for you. Yeah, so we come to the next verse where he says, now when you take me by the who's ever gonna know, 
And every time you move, you let a little more show. There's something you should lose. So don't say no, Kitty. Yeah, so this is, again, a perspective from the narrator. It seems to be under the impression, and, you know, we don't see it, but the, uh, under the impression that Kitty's, like, kind of being a bit of a tease. Yeah. Which is, um, again, part of the story of the song. Yeah, she's letting a little more skin show, uh, but she's never showing too much. He's saying there's something you should lose. I'm assuming that's, like, shirt and or pants. Yeah, so or, like, no, um, your... I guess inhibitions, maybe. Virginity, no. Yeah. Inhibitions, yeah. <laughs> Potentially, honestly. I'm, For sure, yeah. You know, it's it's all vague. It's so vague. There's even like, uh, right there at the start, you take me by the... And then there's not even a pause, right? It's not like it's censored, but like there's sort of still an implied something yeah. in between. But they don't say anything. It could and, be anything, and, right? You take me by the... Who's ever gonna know? Yeah. I for a bit I was like, do they say hooves? Uh, like, <laughs> on, like if you look at the other lyrics, it says hooves. Okay, it is another version. Okay, um, I like, so I don't know if other people. Do, it does sometimes sound like people say hooves. I, I do believe it makes more sense if it like they weren't like. Should we say not hand this time? <laughs> right, they were like, we already fucking said a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are we going to do? Hooves? Fuck it. Like, no, I don't think that's what they did. Um, yeah, I think I, I it trying is. I was to think, it was like, is it some kind of, <laughs> like, horse fucking metaphor? Like, is there something about taking a horse by the hooves? Like, uh, by the hooves? And then By the hooves! <laughs> uh, yeah, I really do think it is just, like, we cut a word out. Right. What that word is, that's up to you, you know? That's up to you. It's just so, it's very implicit, and, and I do like that. And it's interesting, because usually nowadays there will be, it'll more attention will be drawn to it, mm-hmm. you know? Or maybe there's cases that I just don't notice. But, like, if they're, like, the, the word that is not said will be obvious. Um, they really, like, leave a beat. Yeah, there's maybe, even... like, even some other clues. There's a, a um, Ariana Grande song, a recent one, where she says... I don't, she says, like, why, why do you care whose dick I ride? But I don't think she actually says dick. But, like, mm. the space is there for dick. Right. You know? So, it's like, we all know what she's saying, kind of thing. Saying, it it's, could be it's bus. very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> it could be buzz. You don't know. Um, don't I'm pretty know sure that. they don't actually say it. But I might have just heard a clean version. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, the, my point is, like, this is, like, more, it's very hidden, you know? Like, it almost sounds like they say hooves. Yeah, because it, it, they blend it. Yeah. To, it's, then when you take me by the who's ever gonna know, it's there's yeah. no space for the missing yeah, word. Yeah, there's nothing. So I do think that's an interesting part, just because I feel like you don't hear that much um, being covered up in that way. Yeah. Maybe this is like the chinachap like method of getting radio hits, is that even there's there's something you should lose, we can all kind of gain the implication of that mm-hmm. without it really saying anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's their method. It's definitely, like, it's clear that they're, like, you know, songwriters. Mm-hmm. And they're writing pop songs, but, like, they know what they're doing kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, if you don't have... And, like, of course, I heard this song as a child, so I, like, I didn't pick up. I was just like, oh, this, this no. person... I mean, I didn't even crazy. understand the lyric like the words you know mm-hmm. yeah and listen but to like, the chant part but anyway. yeah there's nothing that really like screams sex unless like me you've had sex before in which case <laughs> such as myself a sex haver 
I had this whole thing. It's kind of unraveled before me. I'm kind of on the inside. <laughs> so don't say no, Kitty. So come on and give it to me any way you can. Yeah. Anytime you want to do it, I'll take it like a man. But please, baby, please don't leave me in this jam. Kitty. Kitty. Do, do, do. Yeah. I mean, this is the maybe a, a little more into that. This is probably the part when Tony Basil was talking about it where. This is exactly this is the, the butt fucking. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, which is such a reach, I think. But. It is a reach. Um, like I, I understand where he's coming from, and maybe in the eighties it was a little more like ooh. Uh, but here it's definitely like almost like I don't want to. I almost wonder if it was meant to be like pathetic, because right. he's like, well, he's now like emasculating himself to this point, where right. he's like not being dominant or something i don't know right it, yeah, it's very a weird line to be like please anytime you want to have sex with me yeah i will take I'll it like it. a man i'll take it hey, i just i just want to just just want to do it so bad like i don't yeah. even care about the details the details um i wonder i don't know if that was the implication but it's a little bit I'm trying to think of the right word. Emasculating is like too strong, even though it may have been written that way. It is like pathetic, though. Yeah. It is like. It's like begging, right? Yes. He's gotten to the point of begging. So I guess that's the escalation of the song, right? At this point, he's like, please, kitty. Yeah. But he does also try to frame it almost as like a challenge. He's like, so come on and give it to me any way you can. Yeah, I guess so. And it's like, yeah. it's kind of challenging, but it's, it's yeah, it was kind of like a weird tone on this one where he's begging but he's kind of trying to be confident yeah. about it it is a little back and forth i guess the other way i would read it is as like any way that you feel like comfortable maybe right. that's a little more um generous a reading i'll take it like a, a gentleman yeah and take it like a man's a weird one because in my con in my life that's only ever been said to like endure pain yeah, which I mean, that's got to be the anal sex, right? Um, yeah, is he asking to get right? pegged? That's, that's a little too forward for <laughs> for like. I know we haven't had sex yet, but <laughs> but hear me out. These are my kinks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Um. Yeah. So it's definitely. I mean, clearly, there's like some ambiguity here. In a like mm -hmm. suggestive ambiguity that seems yes. to be happening, probably on purpose. Yeah, would Chapman and and Chin even know? Would they be able to specify if you ask them? Or they just like it's just kind of meant to be generally horny, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, we want to like like use words that are suggestive without like it doesn't matter what it means because mm -hmm. it's it's vague enough that you fill in the blanks and then you make it the worst or best version it could possibly be for you right yeah and that's why he says don't leave me in this jam he's talking about the jizz in his pants right yeah that's the yeah, jam oh jam yeah, is come that's the jam that's, we got there because of the sweet flavor <laughs> that's right jizz known for its sweetness yeah classically if you don't have any sugar around sometimes you gotta you know <laughs> <laughs> you gotta improvise sometimes yeah that's uh and then we hit the chorus fucking three times yeah we're already out times. of material oh yeah i mean this is it's so pop right yeah uh the song itself pretty decent earworm um it's about to become a, a bigger one but for now 
even now, like it's got a pretty good riff, which I mean we we haven't gotten into the music yet, but But we're about we're to We're about to. Um yes. I mean it's that riff. Like it doesn't come in with the riff, but like I'll talk about the riff first for context. No, it comes in with the like the tom drums doing yes. like a pretty hype up rhythm. Yeah, is it all toms? Is it like tom to a little snare in there? I believe a little snare in there. And then you yeah, get the... It, it I, tops off on that snare. It's... Da, 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 bum, 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 yeah. Bum, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, but then it gets into the riff, which is, I think, a synthesizer. I didn't find great... This one didn't have great credits. Yeah, I would... I'm at like, 79. I don't think these guys are bringing in a fucking organ. It could be, it could be like one of those, it could be like a jazz, like a combo organ kind of thing, which is still kind of a synthesizer anyway, but it's like right. keys, right? Working way down. So like kind of down all the way actually, but there's sort of two halves to it, right? And then that melody comes back again later, but not yet. Yeah, because and then it does the yeah, it does that walk down that which is the chorus like vocal melody. Yeah, and then there's the rise up, which is typically used in between any segments. Yes, and yeah, yeah. So I guess that's the the parts of it. Um, notably, I guess on that walk down they kind of go in groups of two and then end with one longer yeah. one um that i'll mention that again when we get to the chorus because it's a little different yeah um and then I, as yeah. they so that's kind of the intro do you have more about the intro no i was gonna move into the kikita. yes yeah okay, kikita. Good, me too the sort of they cut kikita. down to like just rhythm and then do the like kikita. Mm-hmm. like backup vocals I like that. I think that's maybe the the funnest part of this version is the Kakita. I mean, yeah, it's Kikita. cool. I mean, it's still is like it's not as notable as the other versions. There's nothing wrong with this. No, it's a it's... little like you said. Maybe it has that someone else did it slicker later, so it starts to feel like a a demo a little bit. But it's yeah, Tony still Basil solid. brings in like better drums. There's a little more groove on the yeah. bass. Like things are just polished a little more. Yeah, Whereas but it's on here, also it's very bare bones. Yeah, it's but part of it is just that the other version was more produced, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to this one, and I feel like sometimes it does feel like a demo. But this one is not. But only because of the comparison. Like it's kind of fine on its own. Yeah, if I had heard this version first, I'd be like, oh, this is totally. Fine. Yeah, it's just older, right? It's just old, yeah. It's weird that, like, they're only three years apart, but mm-hmm. they can feel like, it's like, well, this is 70s, this is 80s, you know? Yeah. Even and though I think that's not fully Funniest true. to me is how much the, like, the organ synth, like, stays throughout versions. It's, like, the, like, keystone of <laughs> like the song. Like, that sound, too, yeah. It's not that, that Yeah, that, like, exact tone. It's like, we need that. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Yeah, I don't know. But they do have it's it. It's like, yeah, it's there. It's, I guess, and like it works. It's just like not, you don't typically find people like chasing that tone. Yeah, because it's very like this like bright kind of almost cheesy. like Yeah, cheesy, camp, like goofy. Thing. It's just very, yeah, it's just so bright. It's interesting. Um, but it doesn't play right away in the verse. Because the verse, like we said, it, it breaks down into those drums. And that's how the verse starts as well. Other than a rhythm, like muted rhythm guitar comes in. And they add mm-hmm. some clapping. 
Yeah, they had some clapping, and it's a real just like root notes on that bit. Doom, 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 yeah. doom, boom, 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 boom. Um, the uh, flow of the lyrics I'd like to talk about just yes, because the way they do it um, in the verse, they it's kind of got a back and forth to it, particularly at the start. It doesn't really continue thematically, but you get the like play it around all night, but that's a little long. About it, so it's like you kind of get the back and forth, and it's sort of at least there. Like you think this, I think this. You think that, you know, Um, right? And then that continues a little bit, or like statement, and then like answer. So it's really got that back and forth to the lyrics and also to the the melody. Yeah, it is. uh, It is pretty effective. Um, Yeah, which is cool. Uh, Again, later on, I feel like once you get into the no one's ever gonna know. Every time you move, you get a little more show. Like that doesn't really do that. Yeah. By the, uh, who's ever good? Yeah, so like they they sort of abandon it, but they stick more or less with the melody. So I guess that's yeah, just me- part yeah. of, you know, growing and changing over the over the song. I suppose so, yeah. I don't know. Or they, um, they just yeah. couldn't think of a way to do a second verse that had a sort way? of back Or would it just be boring to, to keep doing be. the same thing? Because I don't know. Because, yeah, then you're just like, you're still like, we are disagreeing on these things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. And you're like, ah, we need like more verses to develop it. Yeah. And then we're just kind of saying the same thing. So it's, I mean, it's tight in that way. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, they don't waste a lot of space here. Three yeah. minutes, 40 seconds. Um, ooh, on chills, he does the chill. Chills. Kind of goes up a bit. And that comes yeah, back Yeah, they in really later. paved the way for everyone else to do character voices on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think vocally he he does hit kind of what becomes the spirit of this song, which is this uh, like not your traditional singer, a little more. I guess because like the Tony Basil version is called New Wave. It's more in that vein. It's more uh, novelty. Yeah. I guess like early New Wave. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I think that organ sound contributes a bit to the early <laughs> New Wave sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. What else do we have? Because that's the verse, yeah. It's yeah, double. I mean, it's kind of two sections. We already mentioned that. Um, and then in the and then you get that da 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 in between. Da, da. Yeah, the fight like teach you an elementary school transition. Like that's <laughs> about as like, that chord. Dumb as oh it yeah. Bum, 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 bum. And then second time it actually does lead into the chorus, and then that's where yeah. we get that melody back. Um, which I, I like how they do it here. I do like the way the melody is presented vocally. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's sort of what we heard before, but it has this real smoothness to it now. I like, I really like the chorus on this song. You know, it's, it's got a little more, like, it feels like there's more subdivisions in it, kind mm. of, as compared to the da 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 da. But now we're like, so you kind of, it, it smooths it out a bit. So I think it's yeah. kind of interesting the way they present those melodies instrumentally versus lyrically, how like it's the same shape, but like the, they just smooth it out on the vocals just to mm-hmm. fit more words in. Yeah, and it does the same thing you're talking about in the first verse, where it's almost call and response. Yeah. Oh, again, I want a pity you don't understand. Dun, 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 take me by the hand. Which is what the melody did, too. You know, it had the descending yeah. bit and then the in the middle bit. Which so, yeah, also kind of like, descends, but differently. It's like a very, it's it's an internally consistent song. I got a lot of, like, everything works together in a strange way. Yeah. Or in a simple way. Yeah. 
It's kind of, I mean, it's a, you know, all-star production duo. Yeah, these guys are kind of big deals. Yeah, they, I mean, they know what they're doing. There's clearly some They wrote Ballroom Blitz. They wrote Ballroom Blitz. And other sweet songs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I actually, I looked at both of them for what they wrote, Mm -hmm. and they both kind of wrote, have credits for different sweet songs, like for writing. But I think they just were, you know, the production duo. Did either of them write Blockbuster? Mm, I think they might have. One of them are Little Willie, I think. Okay, Little Willie, I like, but is a dumb song. Blockbuster, <laughs> I think, I, I can't even get behind. <laughs> no? I I can kind of, but I, I don't think I really like it. I think I've just listened to it enough times that I know it. Does yeah. anyone know the way? It's got to be a way. <laughs> to Blockbuster! I just think they should have used it in a Blockbuster ad. That's <laughs> yeah. Mike Chapman wrote Blockbuster and Ballroom Blitz and Ballroom Blitz. Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> he what? just likes the B alliteration. He loves a bit of B action. <laughs> um, speaking of B, let's move to what some people call verse B or verse two. <laughs> <laughs> but I would call verse two. Yes. So, oh fuck, that's a. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, I was it was I was trying to make a Arrested Development reference, but I forget. Bees. Not not even that one. <laughs> um, man, I'll tell you this though: in the hit Jason Statham film, The Beekeeper, there is a point where uh, a guy, like a villain, is he's got him at gunpoint, and he's like, "Well, well, well, to be or not to be." And Jason Statham goes, "I choose to be," and then an explosion happens. I fucking oh, lost it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I want to see this movie. It's it's gonna be uh, on streaming. It'll be on stream. Yeah, you can hold out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about the second verse. Same yeah. as the first. Um. Yeah. Very similar. A little more energy. Yeah. I think not much different though. You know what? It's the guitar is a little uh yeah, like, it's a little more, more prominent. Yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. And then there's a chorus, same. Um and then it does the like I guess a breakdown. They kind of yeah. go back into the kakiri. Kakiri. With the drums. Yeah, there going. is actually a pretty sizable instrumental break between the chorus and the second verse oh yeah it's kind of like a rising synth sound too yeah they do kind of like an instrumental chorus so and then kind of do the rise that leads into that intro section that kind of breakdown kick it bump bump kick it it's kind of like yeah redoing the second verse almost yeah extended uh drum breakdown section yeah um, he does a nice little talk singing on, uh, the Take It Like a Man line. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, just the drums and kitty section after that, which is a good move, because, again, I think that Kakiri is maybe the funnest part of this version. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I guess that's the identity. It just doesn't get picked up by anyone else. No. Um, yeah, you um, get that rising yeah. synth. It's the outro, right? Like, it's yeah. the chorus three times. Um, it does the melody a few times, yeah, I know, and then it just fades out, and that's it. Yeah, it's like a full minute out of this three and a half minute song of just chorus. Yeah. Just straight chorus. I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's pop, right? Just singing along. Yeah, that's right. And and Buddy, does this pop? Yeah. 
I mean, it's catchy. I do like the. I mentioned I like the way it treats the uh, melody in kind of two different ways, mm-hmm. um, with that like interesting flow thing. So yeah, it's it's a solid song, but there's a reason it's not the version anyone knows. That's for sure, and the reason is the original cover version, the first cover, hot off the press, 1981, Tony Basil. Tony Basil, um, yeah, and I believe also worked with with Chin and Chap, right? Um, yeah, I think that's for this correct. one. Um, but they obviously changed it up a bit. But as I understand, and I didn't actually find anything that said this to back it up, but mm-hmm. the chant itself, because that's kind of the big change of this version, yeah. is this like cheer chant, uh, was Tony Basil's idea. Yeah, Tony Basil, former cheerleader. Yes, former cheerleader at, like, Las Vegas High School. Las Vegas High School. Um, she's also, I mean, she's had quite a career. Let's talk about Tony Basil. Let's talk about Tony um, Basil. Like, dancer, real, like, Paula Abdul type. She's, like, a dancer and choreographer kind of in the background and has just been working forever, right? Like, you mentioned yeah. a story right off the top where it was, like, she was working with the monkeys on a thing. Yeah, 15 years before this like yeah. <laughs> she's almost 40 when this song comes out yeah that's insane um yeah crazy um and yeah like you said she was a cheerleader in high school she's a professional dancer um and choreographer she worked obviously on uh like did this music video obviously we'll talk about the music video later she also worked with david bowie a couple times um, yeah, she like um, choreographed uh, one of his tours. I believe. I believe that. I'm trying to find in the credits here. I just saw something. We've talked about her choreography previously on Once in a Lifetime. By oh, Talking that's Heads. right. She did Once in a Lifetime, which is like wild because it's like all jerky motion and stuff. Yeah, she choreographed David Bowie's Diamond Dogs tour in 1974. Dogs, that's right. And his Glass Spider tour in Glass 1987. Spider. And his video for Time Will Crawl. Wow, I don't know that video. <laughs> Nor do I, because I don't like that song enough to check out the nope. video. <laughs> she yeah. choreographed Quentin Tarantino's 2019 film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the age of 75! Yeah, so she's like 80 now, and she's like still going, I think. Probably not <laughs> as much, but like, so she's had like a long career. As much as she's like a one-hit wonder for mm-hmm. this song, she's been busy for the last, like, like... 60 years like doing this yeah she <laughs> like is successfully do- too right successful she's in the scene and yeah. not just like doing little bits here and there she's like made like pop culture hits like the once in a lifetime music video yeah and in ways that iconic. like wouldn't be appreciated because yeah. it's behind the scenes yeah you got to know who she is and what she does to know the effect she's had yeah so right on that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, and she's named after fucking basil. <laughs> great. That's a great herb. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, Antonia Christina Basilata. <sighs> Don't basil little, you basilata. <laughs> hey. uh, so yeah, big changes lyrically in here. We can talk about the lyrics real quick. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Yeah, so that's the big, that's the chant, right? Big, uh, mm-hmm. big change here. I mean, it was already an earworm. It's even more so now. There's like two earworms. 
Uh, yeah. Just like super glued together. Um, I guess I also should mention more recently that chant structure gets uh, interpolated in uh, Speed Drive by Charlie XCX on the Barbie soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, which uh, I haven't seen Barbie yet, but I have plans to watch it in the near future. In the near future. It is a totally passable comedy film. Nice. It's good. You have some laughs. I don't think you'll remember it like two weeks after you watch it. Yeah, you did mention something like that to me a while back. <laughs> and I uh, haven't watched it yet, but I would like to. Yeah, give it a watch. It's good. Um. Anyway, so yeah, it's a, it's a well-known chant. Hey, you know, hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah. So fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. As you said. As you say, and it opens up the way, I think, for more cheerleader-style uh, songs like uh, Holla Batgirl. I think Holla Batgirl stands on the shoulders of Hey Mickey. Stands on the shoulders of Hey Mickey? I don't doubt it. Don't I doubt, don't doubt it. it. That's the cheerleader thing. That's um, the cheerleader thing. The song is mostly the same, lyrically. Yeah. Um, obviously, the name is different. It's Mickey instead of Kitty. Yeah. Um... It's about butt fucking now. It's about as we butt all fucking know. now. Uh, according to Genius, they say hooves. I don't think they do if they because she should know the actual lyrics because she should know the actual, the especially if she's working with yeah, Chinna Chap. Yeah. Um, and there's one other thing that happens a bit throughout the song is, I mean, they're sort of changing roles around. Um, mm-hmm. Like in the second verse section, either third or fourth verse depending on how you count it. Right. I mean, second or... Anyway. Uh, says, like, every time you move, I let a little more show. So, like, there's... This, uh, maybe a little confused in there, because it's like... Not really, actually. No, it makes sense. Uh, but she's, like, really pushing this. Right, because um, she's... Uh, yeah, she's kind of flipped the roles. Every time you move, I let a little more show. There's something you can use, so don't say no, Mickey. Yeah. This version is, and it sounds crazy, but it is, like, more edgy just by swapping the genders. Because it's, like, women can be horny. That's, what? That's yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... So, I guess just because of, like, the double standards we have, it's a little more racy. Mm. <laughs> uh, but only because of that, right? Like, it's more or less the same. Yeah, it is, like, the same song. It's about a person who is horny for another person who is either oblivious or is intentionally not giving them what they want or, you know, whatever. Yeah, or just not aware. Yeah. She also says, don't leave me in the damp, Mickey. Um, does she? I think so. I mean, uh, the lyrics say jam as well, but I, I didn't notice anything. I see it say damp here on the Genius page, and I did see in the Olivia Newton-John version where you, the music video where you see people lip-syncing, that they definitely did a duh and not a juh. Huh. Which kind of lends to the, you know, jizz in your pants interpretation. It's sorry. I'll say it. It lends to the, the, you know, don't leave me in this jam, don't leave me in the damp, because they're wet. Yeah, I guess both make kind of i guess if you're in the damp you're like maybe crying or whatever oh, it could be that you're damp know. with tears no i think they're just horned up slicked up ready to go alex i think but she says this jam that's you what think I this hear. jam okay yeah. well fuck you might be right alex but in the olivia newton john version <laughs> looks like damp she's, she's wet looks like damp so um <laughs> <Super> <laughs> there you wet. have it 
All right, so what's going on in this version? Obviously, All right, what's going on thing. in this version? Start right off with that new... Uh, I called it the new hook. You call it the chant. Um, or you could call it the chant. I would probably call it the chant over that. Yeah, it is um, the new hook, though. It's it's yeah. the brand new hook chant. Chant hook. Yeah. Chanting hook em. Hook em. <laughs> um, and then you get these really like crunchy drums. Like it's supposed to sound like kind of a marching band, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, like they're hitting the sticks on like the side of the drum, but also on the drum itself at the same time or something. There's a little like crunch to it, like you said. Yeah, it's an interesting sound. It sounds like very like flat, but it's got some reverb to it. Yeah, it's got some real energy to it. Um, yeah, and of course the hay. This is where the hay comes in. Uh, it's in hey, the title. Mickey. That's right. Hey, Mickey. And also, hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Um, and yeah, so that's big. That's big. Um, yeah. As you also mentioned, shockingly similar, like, keys sound. Like, unbelievably similar. <laughs> um, all things considered. But it's kind of got, like, that sports event sound to it, I guess. Yeah, like, I guess almost, that checks know. out. So it's kind of like that organy sound you'd get at, like, a baseball game. Yeah. And that that leads us into the like into the the verse proper and our sort of new like groove this boom boom yeah that's the big one there a little more guitar guitar is a yeah. little distorted not too much not too much don't want to scare him off just a little distortion <laughs> no he wouldn't want to scare him, scare anybody <laughs> off uh in this this one <laughs> um I don't know why I said it that way. Not on, not on this one. Hey. <laughs> this one. On another version, maybe, maybe. Yeah. This one. Nah, I just I want to sound so. like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. That's half of this podcast. Yeah. Saying thing with the just the intonation of a joke and yeah. hoping people just the connect cadence of a joke, themselves. but not the joke of a joke. The content of a joke. <laughs> Similar to the chinna chat method of kind of vaguely alluding to sex, we vaguely we allude, allude to humor to, on to this humor, show. Yeah. That's why we're a humor podcast. No, are, what are we? Are we a music? We're a music category? history. Music history podcast. Music and arts. Highbrow. Uh, yeah. Is it highbrow? No, I don't think that's a category you can pick. Is I it mean, highbrow when we talk about cum and how sweet it is, like jam? <laughs> it depends on how you phrase it. That was honestly more highbrow than the first time we said it. <laughs> it doesn't speak much to how highbrow it is. Um. But Alex, this version, we get the we get all the elements right away. Oh the yeah. The rise up the boom. Um yes, there's sort of the other I mean there's a few sonic differences. Uh this one feels a little more like separated, like maybe the mm. mixing was a little stronger. Um like for example, listening to the chorus, um it either the synthesized like keys part is simpler or it happens in both, and you just can't tell in the original. Because I feel like it's a little mm. more squished together sonically in the original. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Let me just do a quick comparison. Yeah. Because I think they are, like... Yeah, it's smoother in the Tony Basil one. Like, they're sustaining more notes than they are doing, like, the... <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's what's kind of going what on. it sounds like. It's a little hard to tell, though. For sure um, it is. Yeah. But, like, that's kind of the big changes, because there's not a ton that's different. It's longer because of the chanting. And then when that's they right. do the bridge, they go back into the chant. Into the chanting, yeah. And in the verse, too, they, they do a little bit of the, just the, hey, Mickey, boom. That's true. Instead of, like, kikiri, 
It's sort of yeah. Hey Mickey. Hey Mickey. Yeah, that's the replacement. Yeah. So like the syllables. It's about syllables, Dick. To reference a thing that we like to reference. It's a great reference. Um, I think about it often. I think about it way too often. Um, what else? Yeah, it's, you're right. This is very similar. Um, she's got kind of a big character voice too. She does a little voice cracking on some lines. Like, I think you got it wrong. True. And it's sort of in that like new wave vein, right? Like she mm-hmm. obviously is acquainted with some of the new wave folks. She's working with producers that worked with Blondie. She's worked with talking heads. Yeah. So it's like kind of, she's in that scene more or less. And like, she as successful as this was, she wasn't coming from like this real like pop place, even though she worked with pop producers. But like, I right. feel like as poppy as this is, there's still a little bit of that there. Yeah, like I think she's of, maybe just avant-garde. like a yeah, a little bit of even an oddball. This isn't really avant garde. She's just kind of a kook, and has been in the scene for like at least fifteen years at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Um, worth noting on these verses, the drums. They're quite different. Okay. They do like a, I don't even know what you'd call this pattern. It's like this. Yeah, it's got that going on. I don't know what you call that either, but it's definitely like, it's like single drum hits as opposed to like, I don't know. It's like a, it's just like a pattern I've never specifically heard. I'm sure there's plenty of things similar to it. There's not a shuffle named after this song. There's not the make you shuffle. No. But like, it sounds different to me. It sounds unusual. It sounds neat. It has that feeling of like moving around on the drum kit. Yeah, it it does feel like it's proceeding from like one side of the drum kit to the other and yeah. then like hit a reset note, go again. Yeah, as opposed to like a more regular drum beat where it would feel like you were kind of all in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. at any given point. Yeah. Don't know what that's called. I, I just couldn't tell you. I'm not listen, I'm not a drumologist here. <laughs> I'm just a guy talking on drumology. a on a podcast. Got this my was I, I was drumology. Drumology. Huh. I was reading up on this Robert Christgau guy, the guy who said it was about butt fucking, right? And he's like a big name music critic. He okay. like kind of talked about it, like inventing like rock music critics and all this shit. And he's like, I was worried because he's like, I don't know a fucking thing about music. He's like, I don't know any of the technical shit. And I, he's like, I talked to a friend of mine. He's like doesn't fucking matter. It's like, you, he's like, you think I know what I'm doing here? I'm a producer. He's just like, it's all about whether or not you dig it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. The, I mean, the nomenclature doesn't matter that much. Ultimately. It's just, you mm-hmm. know, for communication. That's it's all. yeah. As long as we can communicate. Um, I do. I do know there was a lot of criticism of music critics by musicians. Like, in the time period. Like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, Frank Zappa quotes about, like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, fair enough. Honestly, fair enough. I mean, yeah, probably still true, forth. even for us. It's like, yeah. we're just some guys with an opinion. Some guys, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it sounds like it goes up a bit. And then it's uh, smaller, and then it's bigger, and then it's tight, but then it gets rough. Yeah. And I think that's neat. <laughs> and I think that's neat. <laughs> that's basically the, the 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 sum of our impact. Is we're just like, I think this is neat. I don't think this is neat. This part neat. This part messy. Messy. Speaking um, of neatness, neatness. Music yeah. video. It's quite a music yeah. video. Hey, you know what's weird about this one though? Before okay, we get sorry, that I'm, I'm getting quick. ahead of us. No, you're doing great. Um. Very abrupt finish on this. No fade out. Yes, no fade out. It's very sudden. It says, don't break my heart, Mickey, and then it's over. 
And I almost yeah. wonder if that's part of, I mean, the music video feels somewhat intrinsic to this. Yeah. Because of the like cheerleading thing. And yes. this is still fairly early days of music video. There's like 10 music videos at this. Like, I don't know how many, but like, you know, MTV is fairly new. Okay, um, we're talking and 81 when this song comes out. And yeah. I think 82 it's released as a single. So yeah, this is like, we're talking what, Eye of the Tiger days here, fucking Rosanna days. <sighs> yeah, 82 for Eye of the Tiger 82. on 82 for Rosanna yeah, as well. So like early, fairly early days. We have those. We have like, Obviously, Video Killed the Radio Star was, you know, one of the early ones. There's some, like, Devo stuff, I think. Yeah, Devo was, like, one of the big pillars, I think, for music videos, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, so music videos weren't necessarily, like, massive. It was still a little bit. I mean, I already used the word avant-garde. That was my understanding. Is it still a little bit, like, just some people trying to, like, oh, we did music and let's also do a little art film, like, about it. Uh. Yeah. It was everything from, like, well, it's just promo shots of the band playing and also walking down the street, Eye right. of the Tiger style, to more of this, like, choreographed dance numbers to, like, the middle points being, like, Rosanna, the three points we've talked about. Like, Rosanna's, <laughs> yeah. like, a bit of the band playing, a bit of choreographed dance, a little bit of story in there. And that's like your kind of three touchstones right now. Yeah. So I guess there's various levels because you still have like, you know, some people have more money for this, but it still feels like, you know, it's still early days. Yeah. And so that's one of the things about this one. The budget was apparently so low that uh, like everybody's in their their uniforms, their actual because she hires a cheerleading team from a uh, they're like an award winning one. Uh, Carson Valley, Carson High School. California and then Mm -hmm. they don't have a matching outfit for her so she brings out her old Las Vegas high school cheer uniform yeah um which still fits her like you said she's almost 40 at this point so that's about 20 years in between still fits yeah way to go Tony Basil pretty good I guess if you're a professional Um, dancer yeah she directed produced and choreographed this yeah I mean she's a pro choreographer and I, I did read this fact that she actually got the idea for the video before she found the song to accompany it. So I wonder if there was a bit of fitting the music to to this. Right. Like, like, I wonder if she went to Chin and Chap and were like, hey. I was like, hey, do you have... Um, hmm. So I'm getting a phone call from my mom. Hey, I'm back. Hey, you're back. You Not an emergency. It's all good. No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Um. Oh uh, fuck! Where were we? Oh, we're just talking, talking about the music, the music video. video in general, the history on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dog. I think we've actually hit all of the the like context moments to now talk about the music video. The music video itself. Um. Yeah. So I mean, the general structure of the music video is well, it's not super structured, admittedly. Um, admittedly, it's mostly it's it's a. They're cheerleading, right? They do a bunch of like cheerleading moves and stuff, and then there's sort yeah. of camera cuts to different um, configurations, and they're doing various things with their uh, arms and legs because they're cheerleaders. Yeah, <laughs> that's with what maybe dancing. like some moves that kind of sort of reference some of the lyrics, maybe. But like, yeah, okay. typically it's just like some elaborate cheer routines. Um, it it's bookended with her as like a sort of pop art, yeah, real painting. Pop art. That then turns into Tony Basil in real life, and then they, we reverse that at the end. She turns into a different pop art painting of herself at the end, which is pretty cool look, and definitely like in line with aesthetic of the time. I think. Yeah, 
Um, and uh, also, she's like got really heavy makeup on. Yeah, it's uh, she has the like vibe and like appearance of like a children's TV personality. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that makeup is part of it because it's almost clown-like, but not quite. And then you, she's just kind of bubbly in this, which speaks to like children's TV. That's true. Yeah, it does have that feeling. And also, I grew up with like big comfy couch, so she really looks like the. Absolutely, that. that was what was in the back uh, of my head. Yeah, the, she it looks a little clown like. Uh, part of that is her shoes, which are like flats with like pom poms. Pom poms on them. Yeah, yeah. And some of this, she is just doing like absurd dance. Yeah. Um, there is like maybe one move she does where, um, she's just pointing at the about the screen. There, what moment did I mark here? She does like a like a reach out to grab kind of move and pull back in like a touch me by the heart when you touch me by the hand kind of thing. But I'm not sure if she does it for that line. Oh, she does it for the take me by the by the she reaches her arm out like she's taking something like she's grabbing a horse by grabbing the hooves. A hoof, a hoof. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's a funny, I mean, the video feels a little cheap, maybe just cause it's old. Um, but I mean, you yeah, said the budget was low. White screen, yeah. It's uh, yeah, in this white area. She has other like music videos that are basically in the same area. I think, or at least one yeah, other one. I believe um, that. And, but it's like very tightly choreographed. Like she's clearly mm-hmm. like she's the choreographer. She knows what she's doing, and it's like done very well. Yeah, like, she got an award-winning team to do it. She's yeah. like, I need the best fucking high schoolers I can find. Yeah, and like you see some of the like moves, like they are in sync. You know, they're yes. doing their thing. They are doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so way to go, all of them. But a lot of it is like close-ups on her, uh, and then it'll pull out to show some cheers, and then she'll like sing some lyrics or whatever. There's also some weird things that I feel like I don't know what would be the motivation necessarily, but like. Um, there's like weird cuts that are very sudden and there'll be like very brief freeze frames for like a couple frames then it yeah. quickly switch to something else without even really sitting on the freeze frame. So I don't know if it's just because it's the early 80s and they hadn't really figured the freeze frame out yet yeah, they <laughs> or if they like just didn't have time. When to use it or yeah, if they're just like, we got to fill a few extra spaces. Yeah. Let's have the freeze frame in. Because I'm wondering like if we didn't freeze frame, how mm. would it be different? Would It, it would just flow more smoothly yeah like, it, I would think it would just not better. be as fucking weird yeah <laughs> which i don't know maybe it would be better it'd be less distinct i guess yeah i mean the fact that it stands out to you now i think speaks to the fact that it whatever effect it was going for uh, didn't come across because yeah, yeah we get like the big moment is and it's to one of the more elaborate like cheer setups this like triangle slash pyramid thing where she's like <laughs> she's getting it's like a, almost like a bizarro wheelbarrow or something oh, they're like, so like walking a, along yeah yeah so if you go to like 229 yeah they stop their cheer and then we get like a very like a very slow fade like somebody who's bad at working powerpoint to the next <laughs> yeah. slide which is her face her looking face. extreme looking very and then extreme. it holds there for a couple seconds yeah and then they're walking uh and yeah they have some other configurations there's a bit later on couple parts where uh, there's like a heart superimposed over it and you see Tony Basil's face. Yeah, and then it's later just her mouth. Like not even just her whole face. Oh my gosh. That bit, if you do frame by frame on YouTube on that bit, you see some really weird tongue things, let me tell you. 
Fuck yeah, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm here for. I was like trying to, yeah, find, yeah. I learned that anyway. Um, yeah, even like the, because the, it ends, like I said, it, she turns into pop art again. Yeah. There's still an awkward freeze frame there, whereas now that transition to from that phase to drawing phase would be so much smoother, so much better in its execution. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I also realized something. Uh, they actually fade out in the music video. Oh, yeah, so you're I right, too. I was wrong too. about the other thing I said earlier. Right, about that abrupt ending being... Music video related. But you th- like, I feel like the abrupt ending would have worked, especially with the freeze frame. I think so, too. But this is the single version, probably. Ah, yes, the single version. Uh, which is slightly shorter. But yeah, that's the music video. Like again, we're t- when we talk about these earlier ones, they've got they've all got a lot of heart to them. You know, they're all trying something. Yeah, I mean, like you said, she had the idea before the so like it's it's there's an idea there, right? Like she mm-hmm. wanted to make this and was like, let's fit a song in it, and then she found a song. Yeah, it is just kind of like a display of like it's like a best of cheerleading bits. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Basically, there's Which, nothing like, wrong like with that. It's like a chance for her to be like, hey, remember when I was a cheerleader? Mm-hmm. 15 to 20 years ago? Yeah. But That's not the only person who's obsessed with things from 15 to 20 to, hell, even 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, Weird <laughs> Al Yankovic, yeah. 1983. Not much later. Not um, much later. But, so this is still pretty early. I mean, I actually don't know much about the extent of Weird Al's career, but this is apparently his first music video? I would believe that. This is his uh, self-titled debut album. Okay, so this is his first. That makes sense. So, yeah, this would be his first. Um, so the song's called Ricky. It's a parody and tribute to the hit sitcom I Love Lucy. It's the first song on the album. This is like the first... Yeah, this is like the Weird start, and, wow. and like looking at the lyrics, I believe that it's not his best work. It's True. not bad. Like, there's a bit. The joke is it's mostly a reference, right? Like, yeah, it's highly referential. You need to know bits and pieces of "I Love Lucy" to know what any of these lines mean. Yeah, the joke comes in like in the bridge later on. I think. Yeah, well, yeah, they do a straight musical reference to the theme song of I Love Lucy. Yeah, and I guess the other joke is he's doing a voice. He's doing a voice. And that's my question, because so it's two uh, vocalists on this. Weird Al playing the role of Ricky right. from I Love Lucy, and uh, uh, who portrayed was portrayed by Desi Arnaz, and uh, the woman, Tress McNelly, performing the Lucy parts. Yeah, she, the, she's a pretty prominent voice actor. Yeah, she works. Um, she's been a ton of stuff. She's done a lot of stuff. And like, I mean, the big things I saw were The Simpsons and, and Rugrats. <laughs> but okay. she's done a ton of other stuff. I was like, oh, it's Babs Bunny from Tiny Toons. That's huge <laughs> to, to me. <laughs> yeah, and like one of the moms in Rugrats. 
but also that's the thing about these voice actors is like they're like i'm on this show and like mostly play this character but also have done like 12 other like minor parts yeah it's i mean that even happens like today a funny yeah. thing to do i recently rewatched all of uh bojack horseman over the past few months right and the amount of times you hear Patton Oswalt in different roles in yes, that show. He's all over the place. Or he's even like a voice over. that's clearly one of the main characters just doing like a bit of a voice. Yeah, I, I was surprised at how much Paul F. Tompkins was doing other roles. Yeah, so I was like, oh shit, absolutely. he's not just Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> yeah, I definitely noticed that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's voice acting. That's voice acting, baby. Sometimes you just got to do all the roles. <laughs> But yeah, she's a she's a, a strong performer, uh, Tress McNally. She's done a lot of work, yeah, and I assume continues to do a lot of work. Uh, we got to get into, I guess, the lyrics here. Yeah, all right. It's so. Should we break down? Have you ever seen an episode of I Love Lucy? Never. <laughs> okay, yeah, neither have I. I knew it was a big show uh, for the folks at home who are also, yeah. you know, not a thousand years old. The basic plot or the basic premise. I love Lucy is that Lucy is married to Ricky. Ricky is the band leader of, at a nightclub and he, he plays the big conga drum. That's his big thing. Uh, yeah. Lucy wants to be a part of the show. That's like the main, like it's like one of her big motivations. Yeah. So she's always trying to like concoct schemes to get to the nightclub to be in the show. And she concocts some of these schemes with uh fucking, what is it? Fred and Ethel, who, and this is going to sound weird to anyone in, in the 21st century, are her best friends and also her landlords. Ah. Uh, weird. Yeah. Hey, I mean, my landlord's all right. I would never be. I'm good friends friend. with my landlords. <laughs> they, they were friends first, landlord second, though. True. I think that's, that's true. <laughs> that's the thing here. Maybe that's what it's like on the show. I don't know. Never seen an episode. Nope. That's your basic premise here. Um, right off the bat, we start with a reference. Hey, Lucy, I'm home. A classic. A classic I love Lucy line. Yep. And then we get right into some chanting. Yeah. Oh, Ricky, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Oh, Lucy, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Lucy. Hey, Lucy. So we get a little back and forth. From yeah, a little this, back and forth. This version. A few times. Yeah. Um... Oh, Ricky, you're so fine. You play your bongos all the time. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Yeah. This is a reference to the fact that Ricky, who I was, I've just told you guys, a band leader, he plays the conga drum. He plays bongos, too. He plays a lot of... Uh, he's, he's a Latin American man. He's a hand so he's, a lot of yeah, Latin he's Cuban. Instruments. It's Cuban, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Lucy, you're so fine. How I love to hear you whine. Hey, Lucy. Um, yeah, Lucy? so already we're getting, yeah. like, it's still the chant, but, like, he's already adding some words. You know, he's Weird Al. He's got words to say. Yeah, he's got words to say. He does parody. He does parody. He's making references to a lot of key features of the shows, bongos, whining. It's all in there. Um, then we finally get to the verse. Hey, Ricky, you always play your conga drums. You think you got the right. You wake up little Ricky in the middle of the night. Stop shaking your maracas now and just turn out the light, Ricky. Yeah. Is this a plot point in the show that he just like always plays the drum and like won't stop? I don't know. I don't know. But that's he does. What they do have a baby, little Ricky. Little I know Ricky, that much. Right. That's their that's their kid. Um, and now he's just like he's just percussion. He's all about that percussion. Yeah. Maybe this is where we get into the like the weird owl like jokiness. Is that maybe yeah? Her complaining about the drums is a little out of character, but maybe he does play music a lot. And maybe Ricky doesn't complain about Fred and Ethel. I don't know for sure. Because uh, that's the next line. I'm sick of Fred and Ethel always coming over here because Fred eats all our pretzel sticks and then he spills his beer. Why don't you serve your casserole and make them disappear, Lucy? 
so Lucy is known to be a bad, bad chef. Is that it? Yeah, she's is, not a good cook. That's good one cook. of the. All right. Uh, and then, oh, Ricky, what's a girl like me supposed to do? You really drive me wild when you sing your Babaloo. So Babaloo is the song that Ricky sings. It's like a, it's like a signature song, but is it is it? from the show. Okay. I mean, I looked up Babaloo, and it's like a... Oh, yeah, it's a song. Okay, never you mind. You just learned about old witches. Learned about old witches. <laughs> it's Babaloo. Uh, oh, Lucy, I'm pretty sure he says you're so ditzy, not dizzy. Oh, yeah, it could be. That, that would, I think, make more sense. But he does. He's he's putting on his his Ricky voice, so it is like a little, little smoothed out there. You might right. miss that T. Don't you have a clue? Well, here's to you, Lucy. I love you too, Lucy. Too, Lucy. Let's bob a Lou, Lucy. Um, this is a reference to the name of the show. I love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't get that this was an I love Lucy reference because I don't know I love Lucy just right. by listening to the song. <laughs> I don't know if you did. Uh, no, no, no. But it's when you look at the lyrics, it, it becomes a little more clear. Yeah. Um. Here we get the premise of the show. Hey, Ricky, you're always playing at the club. You never let me go. I'm begging and I'm pleading, but you always tell me no. Oh, please, honey, please let me be in your show, Ricky. Wah. Wah. This is a reference to the fact that she always wants to be in the show. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, you always burn the roast and you drop the dishes too. You iron my new shirt and you burn a hole right through. You're such a crazy redhead. I just don't know what to do, Lucy. I don't know if he if she is a redhead or not. It, the show is shot well, yeah, in black, black and white. white. It's from the 50s. It's from the 50s. So do you make up a hair color, Alex? What do you think? Um, that's a great question. I mean, people probably know what uh, she looks like in real life. Yeah, probably. You're looking up Lucille Ball to see if she's a redhead. I think yeah, they she maybe could have gotten away with. Oh, she is. Yeah, or at least no. yeah, she appears to be. And yeah, I see that. It's it's yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so there you go. It's a reference to Lucille Ball herself because I, they presumably didn't dye her hair for a black and white production. It'd be crazy. Huh. Uh, oh, Ricky, what a pity! Don't you understand that every day is a rerun? And the laughter is always canned. Yeah, that's like the joke of the song to me, anyway. Be like, that oh, is like the like biggest joke. Other, it's just like a hey, we're in a sitcom. We're in a sitcom. Um, and yeah, this every day is a rerun for Weird Al. It would have been reruns. All of I Love Lucy had already aired by the time he was alive. So, and then reruns were also like a, a staple of TV at that time. Not yeah. really a concept around these days. Of course, cable TV is still around. Not many people are consuming their media that way. Not young people, that's for sure. Not young people, that's for damn sure. Yeah, rerun. Um, like rerun concept is definitely a little more foreign nowadays. Yeah, but uh, genius takes takes umbrage with the laughter is always canned. Um, because apparently, I Love Lucy was filmed before a live studio audience. Ah, but. This genius also says that a lot of live laughter from I Love Lucy later became canned laughter. It was recorded and, recorded and used as that. Made. Interesting. So that's that's your little fun fact there. That is a fun fact. I'm glad I know that now. It is a bit fun. Oh, Lucy. I Love Lucy was filmed before our live studio. Okay, I'm sorry. Studio audience. Oh, Lucy, I'm the Latin leader of the band. So here's to you, Lucy. Let's bob a Lou Lucy to Lucy. Everybody rumba. We hit the fucking theme song bridge. Yeah. And then Genius tells us that the laugh at the end is Ricky Ricardo's signature laugh. His actual laugh? Yeah. It's it's like a big... Th- <laughs> I mean, Kinda that makes sounds sense. sounds like... Uh, who's that British guy who has the weird laugh? 
Um, a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Guy who did the tax thing. Jimmy yeah. Carr. Jimmy Carr. That's yeah. right. I, didn't uh, 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 <laughs> I like watched too many like things he was hosting and started to laugh like him for a bit. <laughs> I had to stop, dude. <laughs> I was like, this isn't good. I definitely went through a phase where YouTube was like, you want to watch this too? I'm like, fuck, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it would always be like the Great British Countdown or whatever that one is, like end of the yeah, year count, wrap count, up. Uh, yeah, Countdown. Yeah, uh, eight out of ten cats. Eight out of ten cats as well for sure. Yeah. yeah, his yeah quiz quiz big fat quiz. So we've talked about the lyrics um, and kind of exposed the the musical concept in here. It's mostly similar to the original, except two different vocalists doing yeah. impersonations i assume impersonations of what, with be. ricky ricardo it's obvious yeah with Luc- lucille ball slash lucy it's a little more i'm not sure if that's an impersonation or if that's just like just tres mcnally just making a choice i think it is i think it is an impersonation okay um because i think i read that somewhere Okay, I believe that. And it makes sense why if he's doing an impersonation, you're not, and it's just crazy. Yeah, it gives the impression of Lucille Ball's somewhat raspy voice and her usual shtick, such as her unique way of crying. Ah. There you go. Thanks, Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, so we open on this with like kind of that same like drum intro from more from the original, honestly, than from the Tony Basil version. Yeah, and like in the video, it looks like the kids playing the drums in the living room. That's right. <laughs> The video is, of course, shot in black and white. Of course. And they're just, like, singing back and forth to each other. Yeah. But, yeah, the actual music itself is not that different until we get into, like, the keys part, because it isn't on, like, an organ slash synth anymore. Yeah, it's now on an accordion slash accordion. Slash accordion. (laughs) One side of the accordion with the keys and the other side of the accordion with the buttons. That's right, baby. Um, It's all kind of, like... They, like all of the elements are there, like the bass and guitar are there. They sound a little cheaper than the Tony Basil version on account of Weird Al. This was his debut album, and yeah, all, the video looks better though. I think, yeah, possibly because, and I cannot confirm this. Possibly he filmed his on on film, and hers is on tape or something like that. Oh, it could be. But it does seem like I mean I'm on Tony Basil's house and I'm on Al Yankovic like the official videos and their YouTube channels, and mm-hmm. his for sure looks better. It does. I want yeah. I wonder why that is. Maybe shooting in black and white, you could just get better quality film. That's also possible. It's just like we don't need color, so we can get the cheap cheaper stuff that's better quality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how the video works is they'll show scenes that are like vaguely sitcom-y and then it'll pop into a room with like the band and show yeah. them playing. And it's like, oh, that's Weird Al with his like curly hair and his, I think yeah, his mustache. Yeah, curly too, hair. Yeah, his little mustache. Classic Weird Al look. So he doesn't have a mustache when he's doing Ricky. No, he's very smooth shaven. He's got, he's got the Ricky hair. And they sing back and forth to each other. They sing back and forth. Yeah, she's trying to sleep in the music video and he's playing the conga drums. Yeah. The kids playing them too. We get a good moment in this music video is the action replay on this beer getting spilled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's just like shoving pretzels in his face. Yeah. Yeah, he's two fists in that pretzel bowl. Oh, he's going. The good visual gags, the smoking casserole. I think my favorite is when she actually does iron a hole straight through the... Straight through the shirt. And it's perfectly iron-shaped. Ah! Uh, 
And it's just like right through the like table too. Yeah, it just right goes through. straight through, and then you got the shot of them like looking through the the ironing board. Yeah, so I guess yeah, I wonder how much is like the joke is the music video because there the there's like more physical comedy in the music video, right? Because mm-hmm. like obviously oh, the song is mostly like references to the show that I don't really get, but then like oh they're having a pillow fight in the music video, or like you said with the iron, like it melts right through the table, or like they're just doing like silly faces and stuff right yeah like there's big facial expressions from both of them yeah so you may be right in that the idea was always the marriage of the music video and the song rather than just the song itself being meant to be funny yeah that's what it feels like to me anyway as someone who's like well is this just a reference to a show i've never seen funny (laughs) maybe if i'd seen the show yeah, if you were had seen the show that aired for like six years in the fifties. Yeah. So yeah, that's that one. Um, and then right at the end, of course, well, not of course, but right at the end, they like bring in color. Yeah, he's got this real like flamenco shirt thing on, like silk yeah. shirt, and then I guess it's the I Love Lucy theme. Yeah. Yeah, it's with like the sort of hand drums still going. You got your bonga Congo combo. Um, there's other stuff that I don't know, man. There's just like other people in the room. Like there's a kid and there's a guy taking photos and there's a cheerleader, which is a reference to the original or to Mickey. Yeah. Um. Yeah, person playing a harp. Yeah, and then you get. Weird Al behind the harp doing what is apparently the classic Ricky laugh. Classic Ricky laugh. Um. Yeah. So that's Weird Al. It's a Weird Al version. That's a Weird Al version. It's a. Uh, it's a very modest start to what has been an incredible career for Weird Al. Yeah, I do feel, especially with old Weird Al stuff, I like don't get like it's kind of lost on me, you know? Yeah. It's Just because it's old, right? like it's old comedy. Yeah. It it doesn't always age very well, and especially, it can be so like referential. <laughs> it's got it like that's Weird Al, right? He's doing yeah. old songs that I might not know. That you might not know. So, anyway, not that I don't like Weird Al. But hey, yeah, this is this one's very hard to be like, oh yeah, timeless. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what is timeless is fucking electronic dance music. And who better to champion that genre than John B. in 2006? John B. Yeah, uh, English DJ? Yep. Uh... Electronic music producer. Um, don't see a credit for vocals, but it seems to be a feature. Yeah, it's definitely not John B. doing it. Um, yeah. he, he hit number 76 on DJ Magazine's 2010 list of the top 100 DJs. That's pretty good. Listen, that's pretty good. I also like that if your hobby is niche enough, you can just have like X Magazine be the leading magazine. <laughs> Fucking DJ Magazine. It's Fish Magazine. It's like, wow. We... <laughs> You want people to find you? You've got it. Wow, seventy six. He's in the seventy six. It's nothing to turn your nose up at, and that's a that's a voted poll. So that's the people's choice. There you go. Uh, he's what also apparently it? known for his weird hair and clothing, but I've never heard of him or his weird hair and clothing. I can see his hair though in this photo. Is it's it weird? weird. All right, got him. 
Um, yeah. So, f right off the bat, a little faster, I think, with those drums coming in. Yep. Picking it up a little bit. Um, and then it doesn't take long for the feature to come in, the mm -hmm. singer. Hey, but they're more speaking early on, right? Yeah. They barely ever reach an actual, like, singing vocal. It's yeah. this sort of, like, detached British female. Hey, Mickey. Yeah, to the point that she starts at the at first I thought it was just like a genuine bit that they left in where she's like, Oh, I think I'm doing it a bit too sexy or balls and then she like adjusts her hey Mickey. But then yeah. we later get some random lines from her about not having her cell phone on her. Yeah, it's a little odd, but there's definitely some of that <laughs> there's like just yeah, lines. Yeah, and it's like is this stuff. is this meant to be like what am I supposed to pull from this? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So it's it's interesting. Uh, and all the while, it's like, you know, it's like got this like beat going on. Yeah. Which is based on the original. Like, I think that's the guitar part from the Tony Basil. I say original from Mickey. Yeah, the uh, the original Mickey, which this is based yeah. off of. Um, And there's some other stuff like it is a bit chopped up, right? Like the the guys like you, Mickey, don't break my heart, Mickey. Mm -hmm. that bit like comes in early it's kind of almost like a sound bite that plays a few times um and then there are times where like they'll put more like distortion on the vocals they sound a little robot like yeah yeah we do get like a robo voice for some lines like don't break my heart mickey that will come in yeah um and yeah but it is this like chop up of things <laughs> and they eventually <laughs> throw in also some just like sound effects her just doing this like oh <laughs> that gets played a lot and sometimes it's used to imply sexual things. Take me by the oh, oh, which, yeah, kind of the original was too. They're just a little more explicit about it. Yeah. Um, they kind of go through the verses, they don't do the chorus at first, like they just do the their version of like the hook. Yeah. Um, later on, they actually get into a chorus. Yeah, I was worried it was going to be just like five minutes of just like hey mickey hey mickey hey mickey hey mickey which happens sometimes yes um but they do have some more stuff you know a lot of synthesizer going on obviously and then different sections and actually kind of once they get past the mid part because there's sort of a there's yeah the sketch about leaving the phone at the club yeah that's what she says the <laughs> and then just like a really like aggressive like hook in the background and like hey mickey you're so fun um actually a guitar yeah. solo as well yeah. There's like 245? Sort okay. of. Okay, let me see that. You know, it's simple, right? It's it's not very long. Yeah. It's arguably not a solo. I think you could legally call it a solo. I yeah, I, I, I did. And I yeah. am not arrested, so. That's right. No, nobody's kicking down your door yet. No. Wait until this episode comes out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so until someone's actually listening? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that, that might help. Yeah, so they so like that's in there, um, and then they do that like weird sketch thing. Um, I guess the other thing about this is they really got the like detached vocal. Like you get into when they do the chorus, yeah. In particular, where is it? Tell take me that. by the heart, and you take me by like it's fairly spoken. You know, it doesn't yeah. feel like that really like singy, sing songy singing style. Um, obviously, my touch point is like Kraftwerk, right? <laughs> For like this kind of stuff, but it's electronic music, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that's when they throw a chorus in, not till the end. And then just like more and more synth stuff. It's more and more distorted. Just a little bit more. It was already somewhat distorted, but like it gets a little more. Uh, Yeah, and then it kind of hit like a lower end there too, where it's like we're 2006. We haven't quite reached dubstep yet, but this is like starting to figure that out. But we're like reaching. We we are starting to see how much bass we can we can do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's kind of like it does the same like synth bit over drums. For the outro and just as like hey mickey for about a minute hey mickey yeah i found the outro on this like pretty boring yeah again you know we got this like electronic kind of more dance focused music yeah i could um, see this yeah. filling space at the club i don't think it's gonna kill but i think it'll people do like okay. i know that yeah i think i agree with you um it is perfectly serviceable little dance track Mm-hmm. and yeah. uses this hook to get there uses this hook together yeah it has you know it has the lyrics in there it's got uh you know lines inspired by the original instrumentation it's yeah it's not doing anything crazy i don't think it's dropping the ball either i think it just kind of hits the midline yeah yeah speaking of mid let's talk about zebra head in 2009 zebra head A rock band from California. Yes. Formed in 1996. Just reading so this Wikipedia. Is, yeah, okay, There's also a yeah. movie from 1992. Wow. Called Zebrahead? Called Zebrahead. Is it a spiritual sequel to Head from 1968? <laughs> I'm just reading through it now. Okay. Wikipedia says no. Damn. Shockingly. Shockingly, it is not. I know. Um, anyway, yeah, what's up with this version? You said mid. Mid. Um, yeah, so this is from their album, Panty Raid, which, as far as I can tell, is just them doing covers of songs made famous by women. Oh, uh, I see. Because I also see girls just want to have fun on here, which... Yeah, Rehab, Jenny from the Block, Oops, I Did It Again, but they spell it Ops, I Did It Again. Ops, I Did It Again. Um, All of Christmas is You... Wanna be, yeah, Survivor. Yeah, Survivor. Underneath it all. Uh, zebra head. Beautiful. This, that's these guys. So imagine it's not even punk rock. This version, it is just like your fucking butt rock cover. <laughs> it is. I think it's probably the correct it? term. <laughs> hey, Mickey, just a fun. And just I'm like just with guitars. Um, bass is pretty intense, right? Yeah, you get a little bit of like steel tone off that bass, which I always like. Mm-hmm. It almost mm-hmm. like it almost approaches ska, but it doesn't have the the chops to get there. Either. No, it it doesn't. Like if they had some horns, I would uh, spice this up. I think, yeah, little a horns bit. or like a richer bass groove. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the the tradition they're coming from. It's very straightforward. They're going fast and like powerful. You know, they got big power chords. Um, yes, gets pretty intense at times. Some of the backup vocals are like pretty aggressive too. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's like this like faster rock version. Um and like they do it reasonably well. Like it's a reasonably like decently put together version, but there's not much to it other than that. And this yeah. is one of the ones I'm like, yeah, probably be fine live. 
Um, but they don't really do a whole lot with it. And I also like, they're the one that I would believe them says hooves the most. Yeah. I would believe that as well. Even though it's 2009 guys, Google it, Google it, fucking Google it guys. But yeah, I don't know much else to say about this version. I I had one other thing to say and that's, uh, behind it all that organ tone is still there. (laughs) It's still there. Yeah. Good point. Can't, Can't get rid of it, baby. No. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a little right, not a little wrong, you know, they're rock and roll. Yeah, it's like approaching Limp Biscuit, kind of like new metal vocally. I know, but... like I pulled them up and I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. I'm like looking at one picture of them. I believe it. Yeah. They're associated with pop, punk rock, pop punk, rap rock, and rap core. Yeah, I believe that. Yep, yep, all checks out. But I just don't have much else to say about it. No, but I got a lot to say about Olivia Newton-John in 2012. ONJ, rest in peace to a real one. Yep. Uh, British-Australian singer and actress known mostly for Greece. Yep, that's what and, we talked about her for. And I think yeah. a Christmas song, maybe Greensleeves. Yeah, her cover of, yeah, Greensleeves. Um, um, this one's made for a movie, A Few Best Men. Yeah, haven't seen it. Didn't look it up, actually. I haven't seen it. I did look it up. It's gotten terrible reviews. <laughs> uh, but they approach, so Olivia Newton-John does the whole soundtrack. She does all the singing on it. Oh. And and then they're all remixed by producers uh like Chu Fu who does this one. Uh I was wondering. That's why this it's one's very called like the Chu electronics yes. dance stuff. And I was like, did Olivia Newton John do this? I guess maybe. I know, I was confused, and then somebody in the comments on YouTube, uh right near the bottom, says, This is an offense. This is not Olivia Newton John, but Chloe Latanzi, who is Olivia Newton John's daughter. Okay. But it's Olivia Newton-John. I, I checked the credits. It's, <laughs> it's Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is much more like electronic, like pop. Um, yeah. They kind of have this like intro where it's like, come on and give it to me any way you can. Any way you can. Yeah, they let that one. It's all based around that. Kind of um, hang. And then, yeah, like it's synths to kind of choo 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 build 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 into the beat yeah Add here we're like we're we've we're in the dubstep era at this point oh yeah we know how bass works yeah boom bam, bam, and like that's pretty much it yeah that's their big thing is they kind of take that that original guitar riff or the mickey guitar riff and make it a little dubbier throwing the chant right oh mickey you're so fine you're so fine um and then yeah get into the verse get some like pretty like breathy vocals uh yeah yeah it's like electronic stuff you know it's kind of distorted by the electronic sound um i thought production wise much more interesting i just listened to the zebra head and i was like this is better (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think coming off a zebra head Um, it's more interesting it's interesting enough that it's olivia newton john doing dance remixes yeah and as much as like i don't know if it's like the best little synth riff but like it works yeah it conveys what it needs to which is dancing and horniness yeah which is fair enough Um, yeah I actually, what I did, wait, I'm looking at the wrong one. No, I'm looking at the right one. Uh, so if you listen to the uh, chorus, I have a mark 223. 
223. Um, it happens earlier, too. We talked uh, way back about the descending pattern, and I feel like they do that, but they make it smoother by, like, doing some pitch correction and, like, gradually decreasing the pitch. I think that's what's happening here. Okay. It sounds a little flat. Yeah. Like it's sliding the voice down as it goes. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm hearing. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but... I'd believe but that because like you've got Olivia Newton-John and she even talks about uh, in this quote, she says, having never done a dance and club album before, I was excited to hear what the remixers have done with these songs to make them so clever and different from the originals, which maybe implies that she just laid down like a straight cover, like sh- just like a straight right. vocal track and they just kind of had to rework it. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll bet that is all on them. Um, but I do I do think, like, this one, arrangement, solid. Yeah. You know? Structure's not changed too much. You know, it's just over a new beat, but, like, it's decent. Yeah, it still has, like, like elements of the original in it, but it's a lot more obscure than, say, the, uh, well, like, the Zebrahead one, but more so the John B. one, which is yeah. you can very clearly here the, like, oh, this is the guitar melody. Or is yeah. this one changes it up a bit, kind of spreads it out, adds a few different elements in there. We got some some of your pretty standard production for 2012, but it yeah, sounds pretty good here. I wouldn't say it's like that exciting, but like yeah, it's decent. And yeah. also coming off of Zebrahead, I was like, yes, this is fine. She was like, yeah, thank God, professionals on this. <laughs> um, and all this coupled with a music video that has kind of a fun concept to it. It's not maybe the most interesting to watch. No, I wouldn't say so. Um, basically, they're going around getting a bunch of uh, people to going well, around Australia. Sorry, should be noted. Not people, Australians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn, Alex. First, you uh, came for the New Zealanders. Yeah, I don't know. It's just Australians. something about the global south. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, anyways, yeah, a bunch of bunch of people in presumably all in Australia. There's definitely like the Sydney Opera House in the background of one. Yeah. Um and there's stuff on like the beach. Uh giving them headphones and uh getting them to dance to this song presumably. Dance and sing along to what is presumably this song and not just the original Hey Mickey, Tony Basil. Yeah. And so you get people dancing along. They do little, everybody does their own lip syncing and little moments. Uh, there's people at the beach. There's a woman in a subway. Uh, the best one, obviously, is the two guys either for real pissing or pretending to piss. When is that? Um, 303. 303. Okay. So, oh, right. Yes, I know these guys who are just like facing away yeah. towards. Uh, and then one guy goes hands free. And that's, yeah. hey. You filthy Aussies, you. Some of it's like in a club of some kind. Yeah. Or a dark the, space with some like. A dark space. Lights. It looks yeah. like they get a bartender to do it. This woman who holds up the silver plates to her head, like yeah. ears, implying like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't think of that. But yeah, that makes sense. But then, like, why else is she doing exactly. it? Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's the ears. That's the Mickey ears. Be careful. I mean, it's only Steamboat Willie, Mickey. That's that's copyright yeah. free now. That's public domain. Yeah, we can't say that. We can't talk we, about Mickey. We can't talk about the mouse. We don't we talk, talk about, about the, the house of mouse. mouse. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. 
That's yeah, the video. that's the video. And it, it lets you know that it's on a few Best Men soundtrack, which is available now at the start and end of the music video. Oh, motion picture soundtrack and remixes. Damn. Shit. And the remixes. Um, phenomenal. We got one more version to talk about by Permahorn in 2017. Permahorn, because they're always horny. Yeah, which is good for this song because you need it. You gotta have yeah. that energy. Uh, London-based Scottish-Serbian lo-fi duo. Is that the right? That's the right one, Alex. Okay, I assume. I did my research notes like a month ago. Oh, yeah. I came back to this and was like, I have to trust this. <laughs> I don't have fucking time. Uh, all right. And yeah, this one is lo-fi, kind of muted, but also kind of like like burnout energy on this one. Yeah, what, what you often would get called experimental or indie. Mm. Um, and they take it slow. And even they slower do. at points. Uh, yes. That's pretty cool. They kind of have this muted guitar going. Sounds like an electric guitar. Um, yeah. And then like this like distorted like bass thing. I don't know if it's bass or like piano. Yeah. Is that the one doing the kind of like bump bump? Yeah. It sounds like yeah. it slides a bit. So I'm going to yeah. assume bass over Probably piano. Um, and they kind of, uh, they've got two vocalists that both sing together. Um, and that's it. So that's kind of like, they got the verse, they got the, chorus right so like yeah. coming with the that that verse or like a little intro and then in the verse they're singing uh they're both singing and then it sort of builds into this like minor cacophony yes. uh, lots of sounds like you know the guitars ring out more uh yeah. the guitars didn't come in right away uh, yeah and eventually like it's a little more distorted and like just you get that general noise kind of in the same range ish as the male vocalist yeah because he's the much like lower kind of quieter one yeah he's more background yeah um yeah so instead of that like classic do 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 rise up into the chorus we get this kind of like sweeping cacophony like you said this kind of just yeah. build up of almost white noise that then breaks for what is almost a very straightforward chorus it is but they slow it down even more yeah Only and you get like the, the sad sound of guitar yeah, you get that distorted guitar, just kind of like, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you still get that bass playing, uh, but it's mostly cut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, pick it back up, add a new guitar part. Still pretty simple. A little more guitar. Uh, still playing the kind of thing from before. Yeah. Um, see if I can find it. Like the rhythm part. The rhythm part. Yeah, oh, so absolutely. now we get the bump. Yeah, that's the other part. So, yeah, it does build, too. We're not just sticking yeah. in this sort of lo-fi rut. We are adding some elements. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's kind of the... It, it is that. It's got a little bit, but, like, it stays low, stays slow. Yeah. Um, it, and then they have the, the noisiness, which... Uh, yeah. You it's know, easily the, like, stuff. saddest version without being too, like... Without putting it on. You know, yeah, the like, one that feels the least like we're doing a pop thing mm-hmm. as well, which for is cool. sure. Yeah, I really enjoyed this version. Yeah, this was cool. I mean, this is more up our alley. I think definitely, it's yeah, the kind of version. If you go through our history, we we like versions like this. <laughs> uh, we sure do. Um, is there anything else? There's not like a ton more, I guess, except then they slow down again. No, There's like a new synth much- on the next chorus. Yeah, we get like string synth that comes in for a yeah. bit. Yeah. 
and like more of that like distorted guitar and i think there's even a like reverse guitar sound at one yeah point. it was a very distinctly like beatles reverse guitar sound yeah that's like still very slow and like kind of continuous so it's pretty cool yeah um they don't do the chant also so yeah, it's almost no more of a kitty almost more of a kitty cover almost but not really a still a kitty cover. cover just because that chant is such like an important part of it yeah um but yeah it's just this really like lo-fi like saturated slowed down version almost like at least on the the chorus is almost like one of those like uh slow trailer versions yeah almost it's got too much like actually going on yeah it has too much going on i like it's got that real like burnout angle to it that real like almost like sonic youth's cover of uh, uh what's the song um don't you remember groupie uh superstar superstar yeah um no i see what you're saying because you said it before but i i think i understand now because they mm-hmm. they've got that really like laid back kind of stoner detached so yeah that like they're either coming down off a high or they're like hung over yeah you get a little bit of that uh, uh kind of fry uh, yeah effect. that fry yeah and it's buddy it works for me yeah, um, it's cool. Let's find out what works, doesn't work, and is a third option in our final verdict. <laughs> <laughs> and other thing. Uh, we got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and of course, the horniest version. Of course. Song about being horny. Yeah. Alex, what's the worst version of this? What's the worst version of this? Uh, Zebrahead. Yeah, I think that's yeah. an easy one. Uh, easy. Zebrahead just didn't have a lot going on for it. Um, no, it really doesn't. I'll give Zebrahead this one credit. They didn't chicken out and change the name to a woman's name, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. They're stuck with Mickey. You're so fine. Stuck with Mickey. It's cool. But maybe um, that's just laziness on their part, like the rest just, of the song. <laughs> they just like did the least with it, right? Like, yeah. And all, all the none of the covers were like bad, technically, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but they definitely had... Uh, the least interesting stuff happening. Uh, although, if maybe if you were an electronic aficionado, you could say that about like Olivia Newton John or something like that. Yeah, or possibly John B. I know possibly he's number John 76, B. but there's at least 75 DJs who are better than him in 2010. Yeah, so I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's going to be Zebrahead. Yeah, I think Zebrahead, because it's, it's the version I kind of forgot about even like before we were talking about it, I was like oh and there's this one which is right okay yeah, it's the kind of a straightforward rock cover yeah okay yeah worse but what's the best Alex what is the best version I mean I think I mean we, I don't just want to give it to Permahorn I kind of I, I did like it but uh, I'm thinking I liked I think I mean, can I just give it to Tony Basil <laughs> you can absolutely <laughs> all right i think i will uh, i mean she's got it right that's the mm-hmm. that's the definitive version and i think it's like the the chant makes sense you know yeah um it, it adds an interesting part to the song does it make that much sense thematically uh maybe it may be like you can it do more. it and it's about a person who's like trying to i almost wonder if she had like reversed the lyrics or so she was the the kitty part more so and mickey was the other guy and then right. the chant was like you can do it mickey you can sleep with kitty you two sleep can have sex kitty. uh Come but that's on, not what baby. she did um <laughs> but yeah 
that might be cool. Um, but you know, cheering, cheering them along. Yeah, so. I think the the cheerleading maybe uh, like ties it to like a teenaged idea because you don't True. really see yeah. cheerleaders outside of high school. Yeah, if even and then college football, I guess. college, I guess. Yeah, but it's a Still very young, young person's romance song. This like, yeah. please have sex with me energy. And yeah, so I I yeah. think you're right. And like doubling the hooks up on this is like they took she took the original, which is a pop song, and somehow made it popular. Yeah, like that is the best. You could, she took the song on its own grounds and beat it, and said this is the better version. That is, I think, yeah, technically the best cover. But I will. I'm gonna just just for diversity's sake, I am gonna throw it to uh, Permahorn, who's just about the only group that took it in an unexpected direction and actually landed something in that space. Yeah. You know, it's not just a, a cinema like cover. It's not just a trailer cover. It's not just a like an acoustic sad cover. It's got some fun choices. The acoustic strumming that mirrors the drumming at the start and stays throughout is very cool. Um, yeah, just fucking putting in a little bit of noise rock energy. I plays to my taste. I really like that one. Yeah. Alex, what's the horniest though? What's the horniest version of this song of all of them? Um, that's a Good question. Did anyone do anything particularly horny with this song? I mean, Permahorn. Permahorn's got in the name. name. And it's permanent. <laughs> it's permanent. I mean, I'm going to do that then. I'll accept it, Alex. Great choice. Definitely something horny about that. At least the name, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, for me, I think EDM is an inherently horny genre. Genre. <laughs> and I think Olivia Newton-John does it better than, than John B. Okay. So I, I'm going to give it to that one. That one's a little horny. It's a little slutty. It's a bit of a dance mix. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just how I feel. Uh, but that does it for our final verdicts. If you've got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on the app formerly known as Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Crest, the at some Alex Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. We're always ready to hear you. Uh, be sure to rate and review us. We are on all the fucking apps, bro. We're on every single one. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube Music. We're on Amazon Podcasts. We're on Podjurama. That's where you want to find us. We're on Podcast Addict, Podbean, Podarino, Podscene. That's probably one. That's probably I've been using one. Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts. Yeah. Like Pocket Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> I've been using Poke Casts. I use the English version. I use the less popular Digicasts. Digicasts, yeah. Digital casts. Um, that's all of my jokes about Pokemon and Digimon. <laughs> Tell your friends, families, neighbors, and loved ones about us. You know, spread the word around. You are the Cover Me Street team, unofficially, officially. Uh, and what you can really do this week to get the word around is go around, preferably Australia, but whatever town, city you're in, with some headphones. To put them on people and get them to lip sync to their favorite episodes of Cover Me. I guess your favorite episodes. They don't know them yet. Let's see what happens. Get the word out. Make the people listen. But that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, every night you still listen to Cover Me all alone, kitty.